Let's look to the Lord in, in prayer. Father in heaven, with the time that you have given us, we ask, oh God, that you would settle our hearts. Uh, this morning has taken off already with a bang for many of us as we've been uh, ironing clothes and getting lunch ready and getting people out of the houses and answering phone calls and checking emails and all that sort of stuff. And dear God, we find ourselves here uh, a little ragged, a little stressed, a little put out, a little perturbed. But oh God, if you would settle our hearts and settle my heart, have me to say, oh God, only that which you intend for me to say as it relates to your word. God, take the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts and make them completely acceptable to you and you alone. God, we ask these things in no other name but the name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Uh, before I get going, I'd also like to thank um, you, uh, the members here of Calvary Bible Church, which I, it so happens that I am also a member. Um, a lot of times when you are in ministry and you find yourself in local ministry, um, uh, sometimes people come up to me and ask me, boy, are you still a missionary? Well, my answer usually is, well, we're all missionaries. Um, but as far as the work of Precept Ministries is concerned, uh, this year alone, God's allowed us to raise up almost 2,000 new students, uh, not just here in the Bahamas, but throughout the Caribbean. Um, and those islands particularly include uh, Trinidad and Tobago, uh, Barbados, uh, Grenada, uh, Jamaica, um, uh, and the Bahamas, if you know where, where, where the Bahamas is. Um, uh, over, over 150 classes, and right now, we believe it's somewhere in the neighborhood of about 60, maybe 70 leaders who are actually leading these uh, students throughout the Caribbean. So in my, my request, I simply don't do that to, to brag about me, but simply to boast in what God is doing, uh, not just in the Bahamas alone, but throughout the Caribbean, allowing us to be able to establish God's people in God's word. And we know what happens as a result of, of, of that. And so certainly be in prayer uh, with, with that regards. But I simply wanted to say thank you for those of you who have been praying deliberately for us and have also been um, making donations, contributions, and what you think may be a small way, but you got to understand um, uh, 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 your giving allows us, not just um, me as a missionary, but all of us who claim to be missionaries that, that the church supports to be able to do the work that we do. And so I'd like to give a heartfelt thank you um, uh, for your generosity. Uh, this morning, uh, what I'd like to do is for us to take a look at Deuteronomy chapter 6. And if I may put you in context uh, before, we, before we go on, Deuteronomy is the last book of the Torah, um, the first five books of the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. So if you're looking for Deuteronomy, go all the way to the beginning of your Bible and turn five books in. Um, that may sound funny, 
And, and it is, sometimes it is, and sometimes I do get a chuckle out of it, but I can't tell you how many times uh, as we travel throughout the Caribbean, especially when you talk about new believers and people who haven't had the privilege like you and I, um, you'll always hear someone say, uh, where's Deuteronomy or where's Psalms or, and so I do that with, with much intent, not to insult, but simply to, you know, sometimes there are people next to you, they don't know where in the Bible some of these books are. And so in your special way, in a discerning way, sometimes keep an eye out for, for persons like that. But Deuteronomy is the, 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 the fifth and last book of the Torah. The, the, some people refer to it as the book of the law or the book of laws. And um, up to Deuteronomy, Israel has been God's prize. If you read in Exodus, God has taken Israel out of Egypt with his, with his mighty right hand. He has thumped Pharaoh and his boys like nobody's business. If you spent any time in Sunday school, you would have heard about the 10 plagues, uh, the, the Nile turning into, into blood and um, boils popping out and it being utter darkness and the, the final of those plagues uh, the firstborn of everyone living in Egypt dying. Israel marches out of Egypt under the authority of Moses. And through a series of, of events that we won't take the time to go into this, this morning, this afternoon, gracious, it's already four o'clock. Um, but through a series of events, Israel disobeys and God allows them to wander the desert, the wilderness for 40 years. But it isn't all bad. That 40 year period, God has been using his servant Moses to teach the children of Israel. Moses has sinned. And God says to Moses, Moses, you displease me in what you did. I am not going to allow you to take my people into Israel. But Moses puts pen to paper under the inspiration of God and Deuteronomy is kind of his farewell speech, his, his swan song of sorts. It's a book of reminders. And Moses is going to remind the children of Israel of all that he's taught them. They're about to go into a land flowing with milk and honey. And someone asked me the other day, is that literal? Well, possibly. But the big picture is, there's going to be a lot of prosperity. God's going to bless them if they follow his commands. Small problem, in this land, there are a bunch of ites. You got parasites, parasites and Jebusites and Ammonites and Amorites and um, Canaanites and all of these ites, and none of them know the Lord God of Israel. And so we get to Deuteronomy chapter 6, and hear the words of Moses. I'll read a few of the verses, possibly to verse 9. We'll see uh, uh, where we go. But listen to what he says. He says, Now this, Moses is speaking. He says, now this is the commandment, the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you 
that you might do them in the land where you're going over to possess it, so that you and your son and your grandson might fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Oh, Israel, Moses goes on to say, you should listen and be careful to do it, that it may be well with you and that you may multiply greatly, just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Wow, that was a mouthful, Moses said to the children of Israel. And it's still a lot more. I wish we had time to read all of the chapter. Perhaps we'll see what happens if time permits. But what I wanted to, to share with you uh, this afternoon is simply a, a, is the message is by word of encouragement. I got to be careful here because I don't want to be legalistic and say you have to do it this way or nothing. But let's look at Israel first before we look at ourselves. In verse 1 and 2, Moses says, Now this is the commandment, the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you. This wasn't the first time Israel was hearing this. 40 years of instructions on the Lord God and his precepts and his statutes and his judgments and his commandments. Moses has been reinforcing this all along. As a matter of fact, can, can, can you imagine, well, 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 Moses, well, let's not even go there. 40 years of instructions. And Moses is reminding the children of Israel, he says, these are God's statutes. These are God's commandments. These are God's judgments. And he says to them, you are to do them in the land where you're going over to possess it. Verse 2 gives us the reason why. He says, so that you and your son and your grandson might fear the Lord your God. And not only to fear the Lord your God, they're going to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which they are being commanded. And some brave soul, tell me what does verse 2 say? How long are they supposed to do this? That's right. All the days of their lives. Now, some of you say, well, well what? For that long? All the days of my life? But look at the result. The result at the end of the verse 2 says, so that your days may be prolonged. God was saying, listen, there's a direct correlation between obeying me 
and long life. Listen to what uh, 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 God says to, to the children of Israel just a few chapters over, I think it is, in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 22. Uh, God says to, uh, through Moses, says, For if you are careful to keep all this commandment which I am commanding you, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and hold fast to him, then the Lord will drive out all these nations from before you and you will dispossess nations greater and mightier than you. Isn't that interesting? God says there's the direct correlation between obeying me and blessings, but also if you disobey me, there's the other end. He goes on to say in verse 3, O Israel, and as a matter of fact, the whole idea, and I, and I, I really believe that, that this, this may have been a situation where God, through Moses, was talking to the men of the nation. Usually that's how instructions in that time was passed on. It says, so that you and your son and your grandson might fear the Lord your God, in verse 2, to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Verse 3, O Israel, you should listen and be careful to do it. And the it there is the statutes and the judgments and commandments. Does, now, verse 2 told us it was a benefit. What was the benefit? Prolonged days, right? Verse 3 says, be careful to do it. Why? So that it may be well with you and that you may multiply greatly. I heard a whisper of an Amen. So a second time, God says, if you obey me, it'll be well with you. Now, ladies, I am sorry. In our day, in our culture, we don't think or see being able to multiply greatly is a blessing. But you got to understand, back when this was written, for a woman to not have children was seen as, as, as her wearing, uh, having a curse. And so to be able to produce not just one or two babies, but to produce a nation. Uh, was, was God's blessing. And God says, if you obey me, here's this blessing that will come. Do you know part of the problem that got uh, Pharaoh's turban in a knot was because of the way the children of Israel kept producing? He said, wait a minute, they're going to outpopulate us. Wait a minute, that might not be about... Anyway, we'll, we'll get on that on a later, on a later date. But he was worried there was going to be so much of them that they would take over Egypt. God was blessing them. God says, do the statutes, do the judgments, do the commandments. And the idea well, there is, is not just in, 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 in the actual doing, but he's also talking about setting a guard, keeping them. Remember where they're going. They're going over into the promised land. They're going to be around a bunch of pagans who, quite frankly, don't know God. They think they do. They've created all forms of idol worship. They've created all these different rules to appease their gods. And God says to Israel, listen, listen, listen. 
Don't forget who it is who brought you out of Egypt. It was me. Don't forget, don't forget who's brought you low this far. It's me. You're about to cross into, you're about to, to, to read the blessing of, of, and my promise of being fulfilled with you walking into the promised land. Don't forget. Look at chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Here's what God's concern as he spoke through Moses. Chapter 8 verse 1. Moses says, all the commandments that I'm commanding you today, you shall be careful to do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to give to your fathers. Listen to what God says in verse 2. You shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years that he may humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. He humbled you and let you be hungry and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. I wonder where do we hear that? Anyway, verse 4, your clothing did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these 40 years. Good night, clothing that don't wear out. Thus, you are to know in your heart that the Lord your God was disciplining you, not negatively, but that the Lord was disciplining you just as a man disciplines his son. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. What was on God's heart for these people going into Israel? Sorry, what was on God's heart for these Israelites going into the promised land? That they would walk before God and be an example to all who would be able to watch these people. God's reputation was going to be on the line as soon as these people stepped foot on the other side of the Jordan. Can you hear God's concern for his people already? Let's go on. God says to them, listen and be careful, Israel, to do it. And he says the reason why, that it will be well with you. And then we get to verse 4. Some people call this the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. Another translation puts it, Hear, O Israel, God is God alone. Where are these people going? They're going across the Jordan. And they got all kinds of gods over there. They got gods for the green, gods for the rain, gods for the mountains, gods for the... They got them all. And God says, Israel, it's just me. I was the one who took you out of Egypt. I was the one who led you. I was the one who, who broke the chain from Pharaoh. Remember what I did to Pharaoh when he decided to change his mind? Well, that's right. Some of y'all don't remember. Y'all were only AI. Let me remind you. Remember the clothes that you wore 40 years ago? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't forget them. I still got them all. Good. They didn't wear out. Did your feet ever swell? No, no, no. It was me who kept you. And it's going to be me who you should be looking to over. Isn't it easy when things are going good to forget God? It is. 
And that was God's concern for Israel. Let's go to verse 5. Having, having expressed his heart, having expressed his heart, God gets to the crux of the matter. Verse 5. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with most of your might. I was just wanting to make sure you were awake. With all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Now, how does that look today? <laughs> yeah, you got it. That's right. With everything. With how many of you remember? Is it okay if I go down there? I got to get close to you on this one. How many of you remember being in love? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. We got some honest folks at the front here, the folks at the back saying, no, please don't come back here. No. <laughs> you remember being in love? And, and you remember the things you used to do under the auspices of being, oh. you, you remember? Climbing coconut tree for your beloved. I got a hand waving in the back. There you go. <laughs> I remember as a, as a, in my late teens, walking from Fox Hill with a bag of grapefruit all the way Rupert Dean Lean. <laughs> what you don't understand is I had to pass the Camp Road boys who were standing on the corner. I was, they was good boys, yeah, 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 yeah. You remember how passionately you used to pursue your beloved? Now, wives, don't be hitting your elbow saying, you don't do that now. No, 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 no. But do you remember how with the vim and the vigor, Brother Errol up here, he's just blushing, blushing, blushing. Do you remember how you used to pursue her, guys? With everything. You remember the, the, the telephone? Conversations at night, and it's time to end, and it's, oh. And then it's time to hang up because, you know, people, other people got to use the phone, and they say, and then and your, your beloved on the phone says, Well, you hang up. <laughs> and you respond, No, 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 you hung up. I can't, I can't bring myself to hang up on you. No, no, you hang up. It's your turn. It's 15 minutes later, you still try it. Do you remember? Do you remember? For some of us, it's been a while, but you remember. Now I got a question for you. Tighten your seatbelt. What if we pursued God the same way? And that's what God is saying when he says, I want you to love me with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Go after me just like you did Mona Lisa. Wow. I thought I was picking on you. I'm picking on me. 
with everything, with your whole heart. How many are going to be watching football? No, never mind, never mind, never mind. With, with, with everything, the, the, the same thing that you run after earthly passions with, God's saying, what would happen to Calvary if we pursued God with our, if we loved the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength? Some of you are still saying, well, well how does that look practically? Well, you do we have to go there? Well, you know what? Let's, 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 let's. This is not for everyone. I don't even encourage my wife to do it. So just hear me good. But I avoid the traffic lights like the plague. Because it seems as if nowadays at the traffic light, as soon as that light 